Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Father, we thank you for the privilege to be in your presence. The privilege, oh Lord, to be called a Christian. The privilege, oh God, to be born again. The privilege that our names are written in the book of life. Oh, Jesus. We were on our way to perishing. We were like a Syrian ready to perish. Oh, but your grace came and you redeemed us even whilst we were yet sinners. Father, we are thankful and grateful this afternoon. We ask, oh God, that you speak to our hearts. Transform us. Change us. Let our walk with you be taken to another level. We thank you, Lord, for this great privilege. We thank you. We bless your name. We love you, Jesus. We give you glory. We say, take your glory. Let all the glory come to you. It's not unto any man. For this gathering is all unto you, Jesus. Receive your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. last week um, I began sharing a message with you and I intended to finish it this week. Last week we began talking about giving thanks unto the Lord. How many of you were here last week? How many of you were blessed last week? Giving thanks unto the Lord. How many of you understand that it is important to give thanks to the Lord? At least now you have realized that it is important to give thanks unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. I want us to read scripture in Psalm 107. Psalm 107 and verse 1. Psalm number 107. I think I apologize already for my voice, right? So you have to forgive me. We have to share the word of God. He says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. He says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. God is good. I say, God is good. And all the time. So he says, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth when? His mercies endureth forever. God's mercies endureth forever. He 
if his mercies endures forever, then we should always give him thanks. Hallelujah. If God's mercies endures forever, then we should always give him thanks. Because at every moment, his mercies is enduring. Hallelujah. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord. Has the Lord redeemed you? In 2015, can you look back and see instances and conditions under which the Lord redeemed you? Then he says that, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the people that God has redeemed, let them say so. Let them say that God is good. Let them say that God is good. Let them say that God is good. Hallelujah. He says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Oh, I can recount the times that God has redeemed me from the hand of the enemy. Hallelujah. Even last, today is Sunday. When was it? Friday. Mercy. The Lord redeemed me from the hand of the enemy. The Lord redeemed my family from the hand of the enemy. I said the Lord has redeemed us. As we were driving home after the convention, we were driving home, and I felt that someone has strength. So someone took over the driving. Man. So I said, oh, since you have strength, let me take my rest. And I closed my eyes to take my rest. The next thing that I realized, as we are supposed to drive on our lane, somebody chose to drive in the opposite lane. And the car was coming. Hey! I said, let the redeem of the Lord say so. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. As I have taken my rest, someone has also chosen to take her rest. Behind the steering wheel. But the God whose mercies endure forever. I said, the God whose mercies endure forever. That moment, his message was also enduring. I said, that very moment, his message was enduring. But when she woke up, she didn't sleep again. (laughs) I believe she was shaking. Hallelujah. The car that was coming stopped. He said, hey, where are you going? You are coming to kill us. But the message of God endures forever. I said, the message of God endures forever. Amen. So he says, let the redeemer of the Lord say so. He says, he, the one who redeemed you from the hand of the enemy and gathered them out of their lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. He says, they wandered in wilderness in a solitary way. Let me read this from, do you have the New Living Translation? Let me read this story quickly here. He says, some, he says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. He says, has the Lord redeemed you? Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then I am standing here and I'm speaking out because the Lord has redeemed me. The Lord has redeemed me. You sat on an airplane and he flew over an ocean. For hours in the ocean. 
And the pilot was an unbeliever. And you, you, you were able to commit your life into the hands of an unbeliever that he will bring you safely. I said, the Lord has redeemed you. The Lord has redeemed you. Look back in 2015 and realize that the Lord has redeemed you. Hallelujah. Can you put your hands together for the Lord if he has redeemed you? Hallelujah. The Lord has redeemed us. Amen. And if you are redeemed, he says, then you should say so. Tell others that he has redeemed you from your enemies. For he has gathered the exiles from many lands, from the east and from the west, from north and south. Some wandered in the wilderness, lost and homeless. Hey, can you remember? There were times that you were in the wilderness. I said there were times in your life that you were in the wilderness. He said they were lost and they were homeless, hungry and thirsty. They nearly died. Hey, I can see some people who were hungry and thirsty some time ago. They were hungry and thirsty. I said they were hungry and thirsty. They were hungry and thirsty. And I can remember times, sometimes that we were hungry and thirsty. Some of you, your food was just one, one kind. One kind. You were hungry and thirsty. He said they were hungry and thirsty and they nearly died. They nearly died. They had, you see their necks, they have bones. They have names for the bones. He says, Lord, help. They cried in their trouble and he rescued them from their distress. He rescued them from their distress. He led them straight to safety, to a city where they live. Has the Lord led you to a city where you live? Has the Lord brought you to a city where you live, where you can find food, where you can eat three times a day? Then let the redeem of the Lord say so. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. The Lord redeem you from hunger. The Lord redeem you from perishing. Then say so. He says, let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Some sat in darkness. Hey, there were some that sat in doom so. I said there were some that sat in darkness. They were in darkness. Do you have light? Today, are you seeing light? Then let the redeem of the Lord say so. He says, some sat in darkness and deepest gloom, imprisoned in iron chains of misery. Not that you were in prison, but the prison of misery. You were in a prison of misery. And so he says, let the redeem of the Lord say so. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. Hallelujah. God expects us to give thanks. God expects us to return and give thanks. We read a scripture in Luke 17 where Jesus healed 10 lepers. He healed 10 lepers. And only one came back to give him thanks. And Jesus was 
amazed that only one of them came back to give thanks. And he asked, where are the other nine? When God redeems you, he expects you to come back and give him thanks. When God does something good for you, he expects you to come back and give him thanks. Hallelujah. He says, where are the other ten? Where are the other nine? There were ten of you. Where are the other nine? And last week we shared that it is the pride of life that makes us not give thanks. It is the pride of life. When we have health, we don't give thanks. It is when we are sick that we seek the face of God. Hallelujah. When we are employed, we don't give thanks. It is when we are unemployed, when we are at our last rent, that is when we give thanks to God. That is when, when someone, gives you, someone gives you $10, you value it. And you say, thank you, Jesus. But when you have, you don't give thanks. You don't give thanks. You see, that is why, that is why in a certain country, people thank God every time they have a meal to eat. Every time there's food on the table, they thank God. And there are some other places where it is, it, it, it is ordinary. It is nothing extraordinary to have food to eat. I see times where they were giving food and they have to force you even to take the food. Today, it's not there anymore. Hallelujah. It's not there anymore. How many of you have been looking for it? Oh, lift up your hands, please. Amen. Hallelujah. There is a place, there is a place people appreciate. They appreciate because it's not there. That is why you see people have stores and they say, only God. They, everything is about God. They, they have cars, they write, only God. God is the best. God is king. Everywhere. Do you see that here that you have a car and you have written? Yes. I say, let the redeem of the Lord say so. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. Everything. Someone is able to buy an old car. Old car. And you write, God has provided. In, big in front of the car. God has provided. Amen. But you see, you don't see the move of God even when you have three meals on the table. Hallelujah. Amen. So God expects us to give him thanks. Hallelujah. Now what about the times that things don't seem to work for us? What about the times that Things seem not to go our way. Amen. He says that the mercies of the Lord, it endureth forever. He says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his mercies endureth forever. David never ceased to say, he says, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. Give thanks unto the Lord for his mercies endureth forever. Give thanks unto the Lord for he is king of kings. Give. God is always king of kings no matter what you are going through. Hallelujah. I say he's king of kings no matter what you are going through. And so he wants you to give him thanks always. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 18. Hallelujah. He says, in everything, in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. 
Are there things that you are not happy about? Are there things that don't seem to work your way? Are there things which are contrary to what you are expecting? Now, God is saying, in everything, give thanks. Concerning the things that are working for you and the things that are not working for you, God is saying, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. This is the will of God. If you don't know the will of God, I am teaching you the will of God. The will of God is that in everything, give him thanks. The will of God is that in that difficult marriage, give him thanks. The will of God is that you have been unemployed. They just laid you off. Lift up your hands and give him thanks. Hallelujah. I say, they have laid you off last week. Lift up your hands. Come to church and give God an offering and give him thanks. That is the will of God for you. He says, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Hallelujah. Now, why does God want us to give him thanks always? Why does God want us? Can you do something about the microphone, please? I feel I am struggling with it. Amen. Why does God want us to give him thanks always? Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Why? is God saying in everything, in all things, whatever happens to us, he's expecting us to give him thanks. He gives us the answer in Romans 28. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. He says, and we know, we know that all things. Now, all things and in all everything, does it sound like the same? He says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. All things. You see, that is why God says you have to give him thanks. God is saying the things that seem not to be working your way, it is working for your good. Hallelujah. The job that just laid you off, it is working for your good. Amen. Some of you, if it wasn't for your boss who laid you off, you never would have gone to school. After they laid you off, you realize that there's no way you are going to stay on a job like this where they can lay you off all the time. I say all things work together for your good. All things work together for your good. I say when God closes a door like this, he just does not want you to go this way. He wants you to make a turn and go that way. And he says, all things are working together for your good. Amen. All things are working together for your good. When the people of Israel came, when they came, and they realized that there was no way out, and he says that he is the one that was leading them, and he says that he will be a pillar of fire and a pillar of cloud to lead them by day and by night. And they came, and they realized that there is the mighty waters, and the water was all over the place, and the enemy was coming. They didn't see the hand of God in that move. They didn't see that God was leading them. They could not perceive that God would lead them and bring them to a place like this. But that was part of God's plan. God has orchestrated, and he knew how he was going to deliver them. God has a plan concerning your life. He says, I have plans concerning you, plans of peace and not of evil. God will bring you to an expected end. He knew where he was taking them. And he brought them to the ocean where there was no way out. And the enemy was coming. 
And as the enemy was closing in, God has devised a plan to deliver them and to destroy the enemy. Hallelujah. Have faith in God. I say, have faith in God. And as they stood by the river, as they stood by the ocean, and they saw the mighty waters, and God said, what do you have in your hand? He told Moses, he says, hit the mighty waters with a staff. And now he hit the mighty waters with a staff. It parted like this. It parted like this. Now, I cannot imagine to see a mountain of waters on this side and another mountain of waters, and there's dry land. Can you walk through it? Can you walk through it? Would you have faith to walk through it? I said, would you have faith to walk through it? He said that he'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. Can you eat that bread when he prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemy? There was dry land. Who will go? I can imagine the wives telling the husbands, as usual. You know, there's only one place where it's not ladies first. It is only when there's danger. When there's danger, it's never ladies first. So I can imagine how the wives would say, okay, let the men go first and see. And the men said, the enemy is behind us. We have to be behind you. So you go first and we'll be behind you. But when they mounted up faith, I said when they mounted up faith and they said, this is the doing of the Lord. This is part of God's plan. It looks as if we are going through fire. It looks as if we are going through water. But the God who has begun a good work, he will lead us through. And as they stepped in, the water was parting for them. And they were walking in. And they were walking in. And they were walking in. And as they walked in, the enemy was enclosed. I say it is part of God's plan. Hallelujah. He says, all things are working together for your good. Everything he's doing, it is working together for your good. Hallelujah. All that he wants is that you will give him thanks. And sometimes he can bring you to a place that will bring you to, bring you on your knees to thank him. Hallelujah. We read a scripture about Hezekiah in 2 Chronicles chapter 32. Do you remember that story? Now, there's something that God did in verse 31. 2 Chronicles chapter 32 and verse 31. Look at that. You see, this Hezekiah, God had, God had lifted him up and he had led him to overcome King Shanasherib, the king of Assyria, a mighty king. And so, King Hezekiah has become very big. He has become very big. And so ambassadors from different places were coming around to look at him and to hear him and to see the great things that he was doing. And look at this. It says, how be it in the business of the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon who sent unto him to inquire of the wonder that was done in the land, God left him. God left him. Why? He says, to try him that he might know all that was in his heart. God left him to try him that he might know all that was in his heart. Beloved, when God begins something with you and you seem God has left you, he has not left you. He is just testing what is in your heart. 
I say he's testing what is in your heart. The man promised you and he says he has changed his mind. He's not marrying you. God is testing what is in your heart. I say God is testing what is in your heart. The wedding invitation went out. Everyone was expecting the day. And then he came to you and says, I have changed my mind. Beloved, lift up your hands and give thanks unto the Lord. Because God is working it out for your good. He's working it out for your good. Are you a Christian? Do you walk in faith? God is working it out for your good. Do you love God? He says, all things are working together for your good. Hallelujah. It's working together for your good. Amen. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 12. And verse 7. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Hallelujah. I'm preaching a very good message. I'm telling you. You know, this, this chapter is about Paul when he was taken into the third heaven. You know, this was an, a, a powerful, anointed man of God. You know, if you read from verse 1, it says, It is not expedient of me to doubtless to glory. It's not expedient for me doubtless to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago. Whether in the body, I cannot tell. Or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth. Such an one caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man. Whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth. How that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words. He heard powerful words. Unspeakable words. Which is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such an one will I glory. This is Paul speaking. He says, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. For though I will desire to glory, I shall not be a fool. For I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seemeth to me to be, or that he heareth of me. He says that even if I begin to tell you the truth, you will think so highly of me. You will think I am such a powerful man. You will not even think I'm a man. Because he says the things that I heard is not even lawful for a man to utter. But verse 7, as he was feeling this, as all of this was going on in Paul's life, as these mighty revelations were going on in his life, he says, unless, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. He says, of all this revelation that I was receiving, a thorn was given in the flesh. A thorn was given in the flesh. You see, that is why sometimes we get confused when we hear that a man of God is sick. You say, ah, but Reverend, when I have cold, you come and then you lay your hands and you pray for me. 
How come you have cold and you can't pray for yourself? This, I prayed about it also. Hallelujah. But lest I be exalted above measure. He says, lest I be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation that was given to me, a thorn in the flesh. He says, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. That a thorn was given in the flesh. Something that was troubling him. A sickness in the flesh. And that was a messenger of Satan. To buffet me. God released him to Satan. To touch him. To buffet me. To neutralize me. Do you know what is a buffer? To buffet you. To neutralize you. Lest you be exalted above measure. I say it is the pride of life that makes us not give thanks to God. He said, for this thing, I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. You see, he was filled with anointing. He was filled with power. And so I believe that when this thorn in the flesh came in him, he looked at it and said, you don't know, Satan. You don't know who you are trying. I lose you. Be gone. Be cast out. He was speaking with power. And then he realized the thing was not gone. You see, in the beginning he says, I lose you. I bind you, this turn of the flesh. Be gone. I cast you out in the name of Jesus. Be gone. And the thing was still there. And then he lowered it down. And he says, Lord, may this thing be cast out of me. So he came down. It's not, I lose you and I bind you. But Lord, let this thing be taken off me. Lord, stretch forth your hand and let this thing be gone. And the thing was there. And then he came lower. He says, oh Lord, I beg you, please, I beg you, you are embarrassing me. Please, Lord, I beg you. He was down on his knees. He says, lest you be exalted above measure. Lest you be exalted above measure. A thorn was given in the flesh. And he said, for this thing, I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. Beloved, if there's an issue that you have prayed three times about, leave it in the hands of God. Leave it in the hands of God. You have prayed three times about it already, leave it in the hands of God. It is part of his plan. That is why it's not everything that pastors should go. You are, you are, every day, come, let me cast you out. Every day, I cast this thing out. I cast it out. I can't. It's not, it is part of God's plan. Leave it alone. Wow. Hallelujah. You know, these days sometimes people call me about certain issues and I say, it is well. The Lord will deal with that issue. Oh, have, have, some people have called me about that and you have heard that. And has the Lord not dealt with that issue? Oh, yes. I say, it is part of God's plan. He will work it out. And when he's done, you will see that the hand of God is in it. It's not everything that we are going to fast and, uh, and bind. Everything we are now going to fast and bind. We have prayed about it three times. He said, three times I besought the Lord that it might depart from me. And what did he say? And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect.
perfect in weakness. I said, when you are weak, the strength of God is made perfect. When you are on your knees, the strength of God is made perfect. When you come down, when you are down, when you are able to lift up your hands to give him thanks, the strength of God is made perfect. If God can bring you to a place where you can lift up your hands, his strength is made perfect in your life. I said, his strength is made perfect in your life. It's a possible. So most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Beloved, when you glory in your infirmities, the power of Christ rests upon you. When you glory in your infirmities, the power of Christ rests upon you. You didn't hear me. I said, when you glory in your infirmities, the power of Christ rests upon you. When you make a decision and you say, by the word of God, which is against separation and against divorce, I will stay in this marriage even though I am suffering, the power of Christ will rest upon you. I said the power of Christ will rest upon you. When you take a decision and it is hurting you and you say, I am making this decision because of the word of God. When you glory in your infirmities, the power of Christ rests upon you. The power of Christ will rest upon you. Hallelujah. Amen. They are laughing at you. You you couldn't sing well. You can't sing well. Oh, as she was singing, she was singing this chord. But you glory in your infirmity. You glory that they are laughing at you. You glory that they are laughing at you. You glory that they are making such comments. And the power of Christ will rest upon you. Oh, yes. I know a sister, one day she was singing here. We all realized that the, the sound was good. Oh, and as she did not give up. And she gloried in her infirmities. And she gloried in her weaknesses. I saw the power of God resting upon her. Just Friday as you were saying. I saw the power of God resting upon her. I said, when you glory in your infirmity, you see the power of God resting upon you. You see the hand of God upon you. When you will glory in your infirmity, yes, they are mistreating me, but I will do it because of God. When you glory in your infirmity, the power of Christ will rest upon you. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmity that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When he is weak, then he becomes strong. Be weak for the Lord, and he will make you strong. Hallelujah. Go on your knees to give him thanks. He will make you strong. Amen. Amen. Can I have an amen? Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Am I preaching to somebody this afternoon? Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 1. Hallelujah. God can depart from you for a moment. He can depart from you for a moment. He can take you through places. Just so there will always be thanksgiving in your mouth. Deuteronomy chapter 8. 
He says, all the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do, that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way. 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 Beloved, when God is taking you through paths, remember the paths that he's taking you through. God intentionally will take you through paths. He will intentionally take you through situations. And he says, remember all the way, the path that he's taking you through. He says, and thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. Can you imagine it was God leading them, but they were in the wilderness? When you are in the wilderness, you don't see the hand of God. But you are in the wilderness and God is still with you. Because he has said in his word, he says, I will never ever leave you nor forsake you. You will be in the wilderness, but I am with you. He says, and thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. To humble thee, to humble thee. God took a whole nation, a whole nation that he calls his beloved nation. He took them in a wilderness for 40, can can you imagine, for 40 years, God was leading them in wilderness. And the purpose and the reason is to humble them. Because when humility has gone out of you, you don't give thanks to God. When God has brought you to a certain land, you cease to give him thanks. He says, for these 40 years, and to, he says, to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart. Whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knowest not. Neither did thy fathers know. He gave them manna, he gave them food to eat. And the food, he wanted them to look for it every day. He didn't give them manna that you can store for the next day. And so the next day you will come expecting that this manna will come. You have had food yesterday. Today you are expecting that the manna will come. If you made a mistake and you store some for tomorrow so that you will have extra and you will eat it tomorrow so you will not give thanks, by the time you realize that food is worms. So the next day you will come expecting that God will give you. And I believe when they saw the manna coming, they would give thanks to God. Hallelujah. You will give thanks to God. It says that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord thy God. Thy raiment was not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these forty years. Thou shalt also consider in thine heart he said, thou shalt consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. When you are going through difficulty, when you are going through challenges, consider that in your heart. Let it be in your heart that as a man chasteneth, as a man disciplines his sons, so God also disciplines his children. And so you are finished school, you don't have a job. You have finished school and you qualify and you are still not having a job. Consider that God is chastening you. 
Consider the days that God led you through all the classes that you were having difficulty and he was jumping you through. You finished your first semester and second semester and third semester and you didn't thank him. And you are finished, you have your degree. He has brought you to a place that you can reflect. Consider in your heart that this also God is chastening you to cause you to remember. Hallelujah. Am I speaking to somebody this afternoon? He says, therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and death that spring out of valleys and hills. I say, God who has begun a good work with you, he will bring it to a perfect end. He's bringing you to a good land. He's taking you through the wilderness, but he's bringing you to a good land. He's taking you through difficulty, but he has a plan to bring you to a good land. Hallelujah. He says, a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates. A land of olive oil, olive and honey. A land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Has the Lord brought you to a land where you eat bread without scarceness? Thou shalt not lack anything in it. A land whose stones are iron. And out of whose hills thou mayest dig brass. Verse 10. Now, he says, When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he had given thee. He says, Beware, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgment and his statutes which I command thee this day. Lest when thou hast eaten and art full and hast built goodly houses, and dwell therein, and when thy heads and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thy heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt. Never forget. Never forget what the Lord has done for you. The Lord lifted you up from miry clay. There were times that you did not have food to eat. There were times that you can buy clothes once a year. There were times like that. He said, never forget. Never forget. And for that reason, for that reason, he took a whole nation, a whole nation, a nation that he calls his beloved. He took them through wilderness that they will never forget. That they will never forget. Jesus was amazed. That he said, Where are the other nine? Were there not ten of you? Where are the other nine? Beloved, you have come very far. He says, Never forget. Never forget. When thou have built goodly houses, when you can wear clothes of your choice, never forget. Never forget what the Lord thy God has done for you. Moses was pouring out his heart to the people. He was pouring out his heart to the people. He says, never forget. Today you sit in a restaurant and then they bring you a plate. They bring you a plate and then you see something small, something tiny. And then you, you, you are angry. You are angry and you are screaming. I want to see the manager. Can you call me the supervisor? Who is here? Who is in charge here? 
there were times that there was leaves, leaves. Somebody wipes in their clothes like this. They wipe their leaves in their clothes. And the same dirty clothes that his children has left, left all sorts of things in, they took the leaves and wiped their clothes and they put food in it and give it to you to eat. There were times like that. There were times. He says, never forget, never forget, never forget, never forget. Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten already? Moses was pouring his heart out to them. He says, you were in the wilderness, you were in Egypt. You were in Egypt. You were once in Egypt. Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten how far the Lord has brought you? Have you forgotten? There were times that there was no water for you to drink. No water. No water. You have to travel to get water. You have to find a bucket. And, and travel, and travel, and bring what? Just to take a shower. Just to bath. Just to bath. Today you go and the water is not hot enough. Oh, you are standing under the shower. And then it's just falling on you like this. And it's falling on you like this. And then a little bit, it's too cold and you are angry. Never forget. He says, never forget. You have to boil water before you can drink. You have to boil water and look to see there are nothing in it before you can drink. Today you go and then they, they, they have a bottle of water. That's why you want to. Even the one that is coming from the tap, you don't want to drink. Have you forgotten? I say, have you forgotten? Have you forgotten? Moses told, he says, never forget. When thou had built goodly houses... Look at that. Lest when thou hast eaten and art full and hast built goodly houses and dwell therein and when thy heads and thy flocks multiply and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied and all that thou hast is multiplied then thy heart be lifted up. Then thy heart be lifted up. And thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. There were some of you who were in the house of bondage. House of bondage. House of bondage. Miserable. And the Lord lifted you up like this. He brought you. You were searching for, he said, you were searching for a city where you can live. A city where you can live. Some of you were running around. Some of you went to um, Mexico. Some went to Liberia. Some went to Nigeria to jump, to jump to. You have gone through places. And he brought you. He brought you to a place, a city where you can live. Never forget. Never forget. Never forget. Some of you want some, you know, even some of your relatives are asking, can we just have, can we just have just $20 a month, just $20 a week just to buy food to eat? You say, you think money we block from the trees here? That is your answer to them. You think money we block from the tree, but you know that God has brought you to a good place. He has brought you to a goodly land. Therefore, never forget, never forget. Never forget. 
He has brought you to a goodly land. Amen. Amen. He has brought you very far. There were times that you were struggling. Your food was one kind. That is a say. That you see, if you don't remember, even look at the food that you eat now. That should remind you. It should remind you. Don't forget. Don't forget what the Lord has done. Don't forget. You eating, you want a lot of carbohydrates so that you'll be filled. A lot of carbohydrates so you'll be filled. That is why your food is like that. You see, you are forgotten. You are forgotten. Amen. You are forgotten. Say, when you have built goodly houses, goodly houses, when you have built goodly houses, amen, you have some type of soap to bath, some soap, as you are catching the soap, the soap is running away. You are trying to, your own soap, you are catching it and the soap is running away from you. You, you pick up your soap and it falls from your hand. You cannot hold your soap. You have to, you have to you beg your soap. Some of you were using the sand. The sand. You cannot afford the soap. You are using the sand to scrub your feet. Today you buy special cream with special thing to scrub your feet. Amen. Hey, have you forgotten? Have you forgotten already? Moses said, never forget. Never forget. Today you go and then you don't know which soap to choose. You close your eyes and then you go. You don't know which soap to choose. Never forget. Never forget. Never forget. Never forget. forget. You have built goodly houses. Goodly houses. Today you have nice Nice soft things. Nice soft things to clean yourself. Nice soft things to clean yourself. Graphic. Some people were using stick, 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 stick. Some people were using stick, stick. You break stick. Today, God has healed all your sores. All your pain, God has healed them. God has healed you. When we were in school, sometimes you go to the bathroom and you look at the corners of the wall. What has happened to the corner of the wall? The corner of the wall. The corner, you, you, yo, man. The corner like this. The corner of the wall. That is somebody's toilet tissue. You have forgotten. You have forgotten how far the Lord has brought you. Don't forget. Oh, I'm taking you back. I said, I'm taking you back. So you will see where the Lord has brought you. You had a baby and they didn't bring you diapers. And uh, the diapers were annoying. You are fighting with your husband. No diapers. Eh? The diapers are finished. No. Do you know what your mothers had used to clean you up? Have you forgotten? You've forgotten already. Your mothers wrapped you nicely. Amen. And you never had diaper rash. I said you never had diaper rash. 
they took care of you. He says, when thou had built goodly houses, when thou had eaten and are full, and has built goodly houses, and dwelt therein, and when thy heads and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, you had one Abyssinia. That is all you had. Some fake something. That is all you had. And everywhere, that is what you had. That sometimes people will come and borrow, even. Today you are multiplied. Your goods are multiplied. Beloved, never forget. Look back and never forget how far the Lord has brought you. Say, then thy heart be lifted up. I say, it is when our hearts are lifted up. That is when we don't give thanks to the Lord. And thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Who led thee through the great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and droughts, where there was no water. Who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint? Who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that ye might humble thee, and that ye might prove thee, to do thee good at thy latter end. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. To do thee good at thy latter end. It says, but thou say in thine heart, my power and the might of my hand had gotten me this wealth. My power and, my, and the, the hard work. It says, the might of my hand, the hard work of my hand had gathered me this wealth. Beloved, if you are married, thank God that you are married. Come and give thanks to God that you are married. I'm yet to see someone come and just say, thank you, Lord, that I am married. I was amazed that we are having a Thanksgiving service and only three people could thank God for what he has done for them. The whole of 2015. You are married, so you think you would have married anyway. He says, and then you think that it is in my power and my might, the might of my hand, had gotten me this wealth. You would have gotten married anyway. Looking at you, there were so many men after you anyway. There's no way you are not going to get married. Come and thank God. Because there are more beautiful women than you who are not married. I said there are more beautiful women than you who are not married. So if you have been chosen from amongst them, come and thank God for it. Say, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to get well, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. And it shall be, if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, and serve them, and worship them, and testify against you. I say, I testify against you this day, that ye shall surely perish as the nations which the Lord destroyed before your face, so shall ye perish, because ye will not be obedient unto the voice of the Lord your God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let it never be your story, Amen. that you forget what the Lord your God has done for you. Amen. He says, do not forget, he says, and it shall be, if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, such as your career, that God has blessed you. God has brought you to a place. Now your career has become more important than God. 
Your marriage has become more important than God. Beloved, do not forget where the Lord has brought you. Do not forget what God has done for you. That your children have become more important than God. That because of your child, we, we are asking, take your crying child to Sunday school. And, and then I'm not coming to the church anymore. You have replaced God with your crying child. Because they ask you to take your child to Sunday school. Then I'm not coming to the church anymore. It is the pride of life. The pride of life. You know, when you are unemployed, when you, when you don't have a job and you come to church and the ashes tell you, sit here, you humbly sit down. <laughs> oh, yes. You watch. Especially those of you who are just finished school and you are getting jobs. You watch that very soon when you come and they ask you to sit here, you look at him from up and down and he say, you don't know who you're talking to. You don't know who you're talking to. It's a pride of life. It is the pride of life. But do not forget where the Lord has picked you from. Do not forget how far the Lord has brought you. Hallelujah. He took them through the wilderness just to teach them this lesson. That they will know that he is the Lord thy God. Hallelujah. Amen. I just want to read one more scripture to encourage you. And we shall bring the service to a close. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 1. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 1. Are you blessed this afternoon? Do you think God has brought you far? Do you remember where God picked you from? Can you look back and see that God picked you up from a certain place? Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 1. It says, but now, that saith the Lord, that created thee, O Jacob, he that formed thee, O Israel. He says, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name. Beloved, when the Lord is taking you through certain paths, he is just bringing you to a place where you'll be humble enough to acknowledge his presence in your life. Where you'll be humble enough to give him praise. So he says, fear not, even for what you are going through. For he says, that I have redeemed thee, and I have called thee by name. Thou art mine. Verse 2. He says, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And when thou go through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. And when thou walkest through the fire, thou shall not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Because the Lord thy God, he will be with you. I say, the Lord your God, he will be with you. Yes, people will rise up and give testimony. You do not seem to have a testimony. But the difficulty that you are going through, it is part of God's plan. He wants you at a stage, every stage that he's taking you, he wants you to give him thanks. Every stage where he has brought you, he wants you to give him thanks because it is part of his plan. I say it is part of his plan. It is part of where he's leading you. So he wants you to give him thanks. God will bring a lot of resistance in your way and it seems as if things are blocking you and you seem as if you are not going forward. It is part of God's plan. Stand there and give him thanks. Lift up your hands and give him thanks. And he will take you through the next level. And he will take you through the next level. And he will take you through the next level. He may go through waters, but he will be with you. You may go through fire, but you shall never be burned. I say you shall never be burned. Because the Lord thy God is with you. Hallelujah. He said, for though the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end, it shall speak and not lie. It will tarry, but wait for it, for it will surely 
It will surely, it will surely, it will surely, it will surely come to pass. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand onto your feet. Stand to your feet. It will surely come to pass. It will surely come to pass. I believe it's a time of reflection. To reflect and think back and see where the Lord picked you up from. He says he picked you from the miry clay and he set you on a stony ground. He has set you in a place. Beloved, look back and remember God led you through the wilderness. He was with you. He never forsook you. He was with you in times of trouble. He said, I will be with you. He said, when the storms come, I will be with you. When you go through rivers, it shall not overflow you. When you go through fire, it shall not burn you. Because the Lord your God is with you. He says, I will never leave you. And I will never forsake you. Oh, thank you. Thank the Lord for what he has done. He has brought you far. Today you have allowed other things to replace him. Oh, you call upon his name. For every meal, you call upon his name. For drinking water, you call upon his name. For the place where you will sleep, you call upon his name. For what you will eat, you call upon his name. For what you will wear, you call upon his name. Oh, yes. 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 Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. want to thank you. Yes. Ah! 
Jesus. I have so much to thank you for. I have so much to sing to you for. I have so much to praise you for. I have so much to thank you. Lord, the diseases that you delivered me from, the sicknesses that you delivered me from, oh Jesus, that all my organs are working, the members of my body are working, that I have eyes to see today. To hear, oh Jesus, think you made a way. You made a way. All things to be no way. You made a way. Lord, you made a way. You made a way. You made. I just want us to thank God. Just sing to the Lord. He made a way. Just sing to Him. Let not be an instrument. Let that be your voice. Let your voice. Let your voice thank Him. Let it emanate from your heart. Look back and see what God has done. Look back and see what God has done. He made a way. When there seemed to be no way. When there was no way. He made a way. I just want oh. to thank you, Lord. Oh, one more time. You Lift up your hands. One more time. You, you made Don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Oh, yes. Father, we thank you for you are God indeed. We can only but say thank you. We don't have enough words to describe the kind of God you are. We don't have enough words to explain the kind of love you have for us. Father, we don't have words. All we can say, oh Lord, is to say thank you for you delivered us you made a way even when there seemed to be no way Lord when we seem to have come to that ed- a dead end oh God you opened a door Father when we did not know when the next meal was coming from when we did not know when the next rent was coming from Father in your own divine way you made a way Father, that is why we return. Like the stranger, like the foreigner, like the Samaritan. We come back, Lord. And we are not coming back to ask for more. But we are coming back just to say thank you, Jesus. For all that you have done in our lives. For where you have brought us from. For what you have delivered us from. For what you have given us. Receive our thanksgiving offering this afternoon. In Jesus' name. If you are here this afternoon, you are not born again. You are here this afternoon. 
you have not given your life to Jesus, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, if that is you, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Anyone here like that? You say, I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is you, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Anyone here like that? Lift up your hand. The Lord is talking to you. It is you, yes. He's talking to you. You know the Lord is talking to you. He says, this is your chance. This is your day. Is that you? Is he talking to you? Can you hear his voice? Can you hear his voice? Yes. Beloved, the Lord is talking to you this afternoon. Yes. Why don't you all join me and let us say this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I have sinned. Lord Jesus, I was born in sin. I have sinned against you. I believe you are the son of God. I believe you died for my sins. Lord Jesus, please wash me. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me with your blood. Purify me with your blood. Lord Jesus, I invite you to come into my life this afternoon. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my savior. From today, I will serve you. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord and you may be seated. Hallelujah. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.